This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome back to that Peter Crouch podcast with me, Peter Crouch, uh, Chris Stark and uh, the Notorious SID are with me. Um, all good? Yeah, very good. Very good. What have you been up to? Golfing, haven't you? Where do you want to start? Well, I'd like to get into your golf. Yeah, shall You're we? You're tired today, aren't you? I am a bit tired. I played, uh, at the time of this recording, I played golf last night for um, for the first time. First time doing a full 18. Ever? Uh, ever. Wow. Gone straight into 18. First thing I can say, um, being new to this, is uh, it's knackering, isn't it? Yeah. I looked at my watch, I'd walked six miles yeah. in total around that. Don't get that over the green egg, do you? No, you don't. <laughs> <please. No. laughs> I um, Okay, well, where to start with this? So I, I had some clubs and um, I think I got sent these years ago. So I dug them out, knew we were doing this. When I got the clubs out, only because I read this message from someone in the WhatsApp group. So I'm part of a WhatsApp group. It's like a dad's golf day thing that I've gone and done. So I've dug these golf clubs out and there's only in this WhatsApp message that I've seen where it goes, I'll be there from 3.30 to have a beer and a, and a putt if mm. anyone wants to join. I've thought, shit, I better check the bag here. No putter. Oh no. So no I've, bought, I've somehow bought golf clubs at some point that didn't have a putter. Mm. Is that normal? Um, yeah, yeah, because you can buy irons, you can buy yeah, you buy can wood, buy them separately, but the set should come with a putter. Yeah, so problem number one. So then, when I arrived at the golf club, I rang ahead. They've got a shop. I said, "Do you sell golf clubs?" They said, "They've got loads of them." Turn up in this shop, and uh, you know, sure enough, loads of golf clubs on the wall. Sort of thought, brilliant, I'll buy one. The problem is, I'm a lefty. Why is golf so prejudiced against left-handed people? Mm, that's mm, there's point. not many. Valid point. It's absolutely strange. To be fair, when you play golf with someone that's lefty on the tee, you're sort of like shocked. It's strange. It's, you feel like they're going to hit them, hit it at you. But it's yeah. not. It's not like illegal in golf to be left-handed. No, 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 but this well, is why can't they rare. fucking supply me the, the, <laughs> a they're, golf they're, club? <laughs> It's a valid point. It's a very valid point. Discriminatory. Do you know what you said to me? I said to him, "Do you have any left-handed clubs?" At first, he just looked at me and went, "Huh." I was like, left-handed clubs, can I buy a left-handed club? He's like, oh, I don't think we've got any of them. Like, as if it was unreasonable uh, that you could sell 100, maybe 200 golf clubs and not expect one person to come in and ask for one that a left-handed person could use. Mm. It was, it, honestly, it was like I was asking for some, something that wasn't golf equipment. So he says, um, <laughs> he, he then says, no, no left-handed golf clubs. So I was like, well, what am I going to do here? First time playing golf with some people I don't know and I don't even have a putter. Uh, so I asked the guy behind the till, he's like, just improvise with one of the other clubs. Wow. wow. Yeah. So is that was his comment? Well, what else can he so say? So basically, he's like saying, use a 
three or four iron yeah. to use that as a putter. Now, what I was really lucky with is one of the guys who worked at this club, I think, listens to the podcast or something and came out to come say hello. And I said, mate, I'm really like, sorry to ask, but I haven't got a putter. You haven't got any left-handed clubs in the clubhouse anywhere. And he went and looked and he found a, a child's, uh, like a kid-sized putter like a crazy golf putter. It was called, it had little pictures of animals on it. It was called a puttasaurus. Oh, we oh Mark off. You, you no. went out on your yeah. first ever golf yeah. round with puttasaurus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had these Swixen, I had these Swixen wow. bag, right? All these clubs and a puttasaurus. Wow. John Terry's yeah. left-handed golfer. A very good left-handed golfer. Isn't is he? Yeah. But yeah. you know, he actually started right-handed. Really? Yeah. And then he was like, that doesn't feel right. So maybe... You so might be right handed. Why is he transitioned to um, <laughs> left? Transitioned? Yeah, well, why is it? Because it seems an oh, unusual right way round to go right yeah. to left, doesn't it? I think he was playing right, it just didn't feel, didn't it didn't feel, feel right. good. Then someone said, feel try this, and he had a left one, and it felt Isn't fine. Isn't that funny how that works? Overall, though, how did you enjoy the experience? <laughs> loved it. Absolutely loved the bug. it. The only thing I would say is I whacked a picture up on Instagram about it, and... Um, because I didn't really know what you meant to wear for it. I went to Sports Direct before. <laughs> You'd be getting some heat for your clubber. Yeah. I mean, anyone who could sort me out some decent clothes would be massively appreciated. <laughs> they only had Slazenger in the... Um, and that's no offence to Slazenger, but... Um, Fantastic, mate. Lovely, Ten lovely Tennis, brand. mate. Um, that's all they had in Sports Direct, but it was ill-fitting. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it, yeah. was, it was all, all they had. And the only other thing as well was my shoes. I had... Um, look, I... I what I was told was a golf shoe, but they look almost orthopedic. Mm. They it they look big. They look like um, I had some sort of issue with my foot yeah. going round. Uh, yeah. No wonder why he was getting heat on the golf yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, you've a, got so you've got what was it? The dinosaur, the, uh, the putasaurus. Yeah, the putasaurus. Some sketches. Yeah. And he's they playing the wrong way round. Yeah. yeah. And I don't uh, you must put, have a top flight golf way, ball as well. What was the golf ball? Um, uh, Dunlop. Dunlop. <laughs> <laughs> might have been. Might have been. I don't... Listen, here's noodle. The thing. It's noodle, isn't it? I, what, is what, it a noodle? I'd love anyone to treat me like a blank canvas with this, all right? Like, oh, I can't laugh at anyone. Having golf. me as a character on a golf game, right? Come at me. Tell me what clothes I need to be wearing, shoes, clubs, any, anything you can do to help. Because yeah. it was my first outing. To be fair, I yeah. thought I'd rep represent myself all right. But I want to now move through the gears. Yeah, okay. yeah. But good experience. Just touching good. on though on the on the golf makes. Um, well, I say golf makes. It was actually tennis. Where a lad I played with at Aston Villa had a head like a a, a tennis ball. <laughs> I just remember some of his nicknames: Dunlop Dome, Slazenger Swede, and Head Head. <laughs> head what head, nicknames head, they head. are? Head Head. <laughs> Just while it came into our mind, I had to say it. Amazing. How do you have a head <laughs> like a tennis ball? Wait, well, yeah, you know, like a really furry, furry. like no, no yeah. gel in the barnet kind of like furry kind of round he uh, head. Yeah, head head was my favourite. Yeah, I think I think with this That's golf fine. thing though, because you boys are really into it, and I think the ambition here is at some point I join you for a game. Yeah, yeah. Listen, don't think that we are like good. No. Like you know, we are, I can go round. I'd be absolutely terrible. Like so. I was that the other day. I yeah. shot 100 the other day. When, when yeah. Afraid to... yeah, 100. Yeah, that's pretty poor. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. I was I was averaging sort of eight shots per hole. But at least you're finishing holes. Yeah, you know I mean, the, the yeah. I was, yeah, it was, balls also, and... I mean, fucking hell, the putasaurus isn't exactly helping me when I'm 
to, you know, I was getting to the greens all right, but I'm there. Like, I, I was like you. yard fit. Mate, I felt like you. I'll tell you what it is, because I'm actually, like, yeah, I'm yeah, quite like short. That. Well, that's but what I was using the putosaurus, so mm. I was kind of bent right down. The human yeah. pendulum. The old, yeah, like the human pendulum, like the famous picture of the you, famous Pete. picture of me, yeah. Well, you know, listen, it's, if it works, it works. We should just do a golf podcast. Really. Yeah, 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 we basically <laughs> have there. Yeah, so yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's get, listen, I've got to get into this, right? I've got to get into these messages this week are, 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 are fantastic. I've, I've got to, I've got to say this one from, from, I want to say, Kian? Yeah. Yeah, Kian, right. Um, this is a fantastic nickname. I was says, hi guys, big fan of the pod. I was at a comedy the weekend and the comedian mentioned he had one of the worst nicknames in school growing up ever. The comedian's name was Richard Bree. So he was obviously given the nickname Dick Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's got to be done, isn't it? I can't imagine Ray's being called Dick Cheese. Imagine being called Dick Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's me, mate, Dick Cheese. Do you know what? It's, um, that's up there. That's, that's up there. the best I've ever heard. the best. Richard Bree. There's no way around it because even if you try and get ahead on it and just say, my name's Dick Bree. Like, it's, like that doesn't it doesn't take a rocket scientist nah. to work out. It's, yeah. That's a cheese. Yeah, there's no way of doing it, isn't it? Rich Bree, Rich, there is actually no. So I sometimes think in those situations you just got to introduce the middle name. Do you know what I mean? Just to kind of st- <laughs> stunt it. just change it. Yeah, oh, God, oh, we might not done with a name. Yeah. Um, um, can I read this one from Flo? Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, first off, I want to say I love the pod, guys. I've been listening it to uh, I've been listening to it from the US since day one. Passing the pod, any chance I have, really. But I have a really important question for you, BBQC. What happened to Statman? Don't get me wrong. Love the notorious SID, but I'm in deep need of stats that I can give to my wife on a daily basis. Without him, I'm a bang average boring fella. Keep up the hard work. I wish I could be at uh, Crouchfest. It's on my bucket list. Hopefully one day. Back stronger. Flow. Yeah, it's a good message, this, actually. Uh, legitimate questions. Um, I think this is kind of aimed at you as well, Pete, not just uh, me, the uh, barbecue expert. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> um, where is Statman? BBQ C Plus. Please don't start that. Please, please stop that. Inclusive now. of all. <laughs> In fact, to be fair, it's just inclusive of all um, quite defamatory. <laughs> no, but don't you think B- BBQ Plus, uh, BBQ C Plus is actually just every uh, defamatory term that could come my way for enjoying barbecue. I, I, I have to say on this, I have to touch on this. It's like, I was I got it for the first time the other day and I, I, I was in the slide, I was on the holiday in Portugal with my kids, just about to go down the, the flume the log flume and someone shouted to me oi barbecue cunt no, uh, yeah, I was with my children and I, and I did think I did laugh <laughs> but I thought I don't know about, I don't know about this so I, I shudder to think how you yeah. feel well yeah, but, yeah you're, I'm pleased you're getting some splash back and actually I think that's what we need to encourage here is yeah. you know share the load between the boys you know mm. if you do see them out and about mm. see Steve or Crouchy please feel free to uh, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or don't I'm just going to touch on this one from Flo mm. because you know Statman Steve can step up mm. sometimes. Yeah. If you want stats, it's it's not oh. a problem. Talking, Have you got stats? Well, if we're not, if, well, if we're talking Premier League, you know, um, Alan Shearer record goal scorer, two hundred sixty. <laughs> Petr Cech clean sheets, two hundred two. Ryan Giggs uh, assists, one hundred sixty two. Uh, Gareth Barry most appearances, six hundred fifty two. Oh, he's oh, got. Awesome. Older than me, aren't they? Um, this is like Manchester you know, United. 
most Premier League wins. Uh, that was with 726. Well, it's just, I've absolutely blown my mind there. This that was a good stat. You give good stats. Yeah, look, look if, if, if Flo needs it, <laughs> it's here. There's an, <laughs> that's that, that's it. Is it all bases are covered. That, you know, that? There's an abundance of, uh, can of knowledge. Eddie can rap. Um, stat, but where is Statman? Well, we, 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 we did address that. We addressed that in the last that, pod. Yeah. Obviously, you know he's busy. He's got a, yeah. he has got a real job. And uh, we've got some exciting news. I think you know Statman Dave is going to be a huge part of something moving forward when the season starts. Mm. And I think, well, let's be honest, we're going to call it September when the kids go back to school because we've got more time on our hands there. Yeah. Um, he's going to be involved in something big, um, which is going to involve all of us. And um, you know, we're very excited to have him have him back in in that. Great. Let's do one more message. This is from Matthias. Or Matthias. <laughs> so, <laughs> hi Crouchy, Chris, and the notorious SID. Managed to convince my mate to come to Vanuatu with me with no context. I had one mission to complete while we were there. That's that's great. So they've managed to persuade a mate to just go along without he even having to know why he was going to Vanuatu. Was that's like a fellow last week who said he took his missus. We went on a tour run by these local lads called Ricky and Charlie. Turns out they're massive football fans, both supporting opposite Manchester clubs. And even knew Crouchy as the tall one with the robot dance. Great stuff. I managed to pass the pod to them. They were excited to become your first Vanuatuan listeners. They taught me about Vanuatuan culture and history. Uh, I taught them about pancakes, barbecues, and <laughs> how not to be a Carl. You've made it to Vanuatu. Too yeah, right. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, uh, Matthias or, or Matthias. <laughs> Matthias. <laughs> but like, like, we were out there anyway. Like, that's it. We, we didn't yeah, realise, yeah. you know, we were, we were out there, out there. We had, but I appreciate him, you know, taking the time to go there. And, what, and you know, what an amazing thing to go to Vanuatu. Mm. And But... Um, you know, I think we were already there, weren't we, to be honest? It feels like we're twinned with Vanuatu now. Yeah. And mm. we, we did talk about potentially making that an official partnership. And, and Pete did get invited by the ambassador of Vanuatu to a reception. Mm. Sadly, couldn't make it. Um, but we will look to maybe formalise that relationship. I'd love to twin with them. Yeah. That, I, I still have the Ferrero Rochers. I thought, I thought we were going to go to the ambassador's reception. but um... I don't think there's another town, city or country that's twinned with a podcast. <laughs> no. I, I'm, not sure, now. I'm not sure Vanuatu is twinned with, with anything, so um, we'd love to get out of there. If you would, Vanuatu, if you're listening, like to twin with this podcast, we'd love to be able to fly the flag for you over here. <laughs> Just when you arrive, you know, and it says, uh, welcome to Vanuatu, twinned yeah. with that big great yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also but the, the other weird is fucking welcoming. <laughs> but we'll have it on <laughs> outside here as twinned well. Twinned with Vanuatu, yeah. Yeah, twinned with Vanuatu. Perfect. It's, a, it's, a, it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> right, should we fire into the pod, right? Let's do yes. it. What are we talking about today? Do you know what we're talking about today, Chris? We're talking about foreign leagues. You know, like there's so much going on with this Saudi kind of takeover, it seems like at the moment. You know, the MLS, you know, Lionel Messi's gone out to, to the MLS. You saw him yeah. with... Um, you know, with uh, with the not not Sir, Sir David Beckham, yeah, which um, is amazing this this week. Not Sir David Beckham. Oh, wow. He just cracked that one. Name. Name. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, not very Sir good. David Beckham. Well, he's not, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a true oh, statement. God, wouldn't it be great if he just changed his socials and everything to not Sir David Beckham. <laughs> it's going to happen, isn't it? Let's be honest. You know it's going to happen. But... I think it, they're finding it too funny. Really, <laughs> I, I honestly do. It, it will happen one day, but only when the joke wears so thin mm -hmm. that, mm. you know. But you know, you know what else as well? Obviously, I had a little stint in Sweden. I had a few kind of Rumours and, and opportunities to go abroad. But what I didn't know was Notorious SID. I didn't, mm. I didn't, I actually didn't know you were out in Belgium. Yeah. 
Yeah. When did you go there? So it was, it must have been my second year, pro, my first year pro Arsenal. I was about 19. And we just won the FA Youth Cup, went out for the summer, come back pre season, and went into Arsenal Wenger's office. And he said, Right, there's four of you that's going to go out to Beveren, which was their feeder club, their European feeder club, uh, where they used to get the, the, the talent from Africa. So there was me, John Halls, Liam Chilvers, and Graham Stack. You obviously know. Yeah, Graham yeah. Stack. I bet uh, that was a quiet trip, though. So it was, uh, it was a, a heavy trip. I mean, it was, uh, we got given two apartments in, in Beveren, um, two cars, and we explored Belgium and other countries surrounding that. Uh, and training there was Yaya Torre. Really? Yaya Torre was actually at Beveren. Um, we didn't obviously know him at the time. We knew Colo, he was at Arsenal. And Yaya was there to go to Arsenal. That was the feeding club before Barcelona. How, how, what was he like as a player? He was ridiculous. It was a joke. Yeah, he, he, even then he was just like, you know, who is this creature? <laughs> really? Uh, Abue was there as well. Um, but I actually wasn't there long. I wasn't there long. I uh, I had done three months and wasn't really playing. We had a few nights out. We went to we drove to Amsterdam on one night from Belgium, and we was late for training the next day. Actually, the gaffer was okay. We actually told him the truth. We just said, look, we, we couldn't get back to training. We was in <laughs> we was in Amsterdam. <laughs> that's, wow. that's like doing, so you're basically wow. saying it's like doing Amsterdam on a school night. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> and you can imagine, wow. I, was, I think I was 19. I was 18 or 19 at the time. And I remember leaving home. I remember getting on the train at Croydon and my mum <laughs> gave me this suitcase. And it was, imagine like a full-size suitcase with home comforts. Yeah. I'm talking tins of soup, pot noodles, cans of Coke, crisps, everything English you can imagine was in the I couldn't get this suitcase on the train and had to get the Eurostar over. Um it was a great time, it was a great environment, great place. Do you think it's good for you football wise? Yeah. You know, like Yeah, I mean I wasn't there long. I had done three months because uh, I wasn't yeah. playing. I thought, you know what? I'm out of sight, out of mind. I'd rather come back, go back in the championship or something like that and mm-hmm. go on loan, which helped out and was benefit to me but there was great because you you can imagine 19 years old you're in an apartment on your own where we were sharing and you've got to grow up you'll get to training <laughs> yeah. but, you, but you talk about these sort of experiences and it sounds for both of you when you play in a in a foreign league it um it's an amazing experience and and it's kind of the living in a different country and a different setup around it which is part of the learning experience but is it harder to feel like you're playing for a team uh, with passion compared to the teams that you played for, um, say, in the uh, English leagues? It didn't matter who you played for. At that time, you, you played to win, right? But like for me, obviously, my, my experience with Sweden, I went on the same thing. Where they gave me a flat, they gave me a car, and I'd never moved. I hadn't even moved out yet. I was still living at home with mum and dad. So they gave me a flat, gave me a car, and it was like kind of, you had this freedom. Uh, we were training. It was like part-time. Right? They were training. We were training every day, but we were training at like three, four o'clock. Um, so, we, you know, we did enjoy ourselves. I'm um, not going to lie. Um, but we, uh, you know, the football was, was good. It was, it was just like Swedish second division, basically. It wasn't like elite. Mm. Was it harder to say, maybe get in with the fans or understand how you do that when you're so used to understanding how English fans work and what you need to do to get them on side? Yeah, it's a different culture. I think, well, for me, for me in Belgium, I think Belgium are quite similar to mm. English, aren't they? They like a beer, they love their football, they're vocal. So it was easy. I think once they see the way that you played and that, that you were sort because of, when, when you go on loan somewhere, it's like, does this player really care? He's going to go back yeah. to his team, yeah. you know, is he, is he giving everything? But once they see you performing and, you know, then they they take to you. So do you find that you both then follow those teams? Obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah, I, I have Swedish people. 
I've Swedish people all the time coming over to me and go like, I have key hustle home. Let's be honest, right? It's in the middle of nowhere. It's the quietest little village you'll ever see in your life. But like, people from Sweden go like, I have key hustle home. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, how did you find it? And they're always asking, asking Were you there for it. the season? Did you the whole stint? three months as well. So they, because they, their, their season is obviously continues after ours has finished. So I hadn't played much in the reserves. So Chris Shooten at the time yeah. said to me, I think it'd be good for you and Alton Thurwell to go out and play out there and mm. um, we did and we you know we had a great time till he got a fucking girlfriend killed me yeah. <laughs> what in Sweden oh he got, got a Swedish <laughs> girlfriend I remember he was going he was going to me oh well um, me and Camilla me and Camilla are going to go just watch a film tonight pardon <laughs> what am I going to do no oh, like gooseberry on the couch <laughs> your partner in crime's gone yeah I had to go out with the Swedish boys, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I managed it. It was fine. We have spoken about this. I remember yeah. some good stories. It was on all that good. One. It was all good. Yeah. Did you have any opportunity to go abroad? Playing. Yeah. Like when you when you were playing for. I don't no, know, yeah. Arsenal. No. Joe, you know what? I don't think my not that I explored it. I just don't think my style would have been good abroad. I mean, imagine me in La Liga or Ooh. Serie A. I've been. Did getting, you have ambitions of that? I wanted to do MLS towards the back end of my career, but it wasn't for a payday. It, it was actually to go and live. You would actually yeah, have gone to just play. Just sample it. Play, stay. My wife is all for going to the States. She loves America. So the kids were at a good age as well. We, we could have done it. And then I would have coached and stayed, worked and lived there. Mm. That was the idea, but injuries and so on and the broadcasting took off. So it never really materialised. But I think playing-wise, I never looked abroad because... I would have been getting yellow cards and sent off and I've had to adapt to my game. That's just not me, is it? I, I had the opportunity at the true. end there, didn't I, to go to, um, yeah. I thought I was going to Washington and I, we'd looked at houses and all that because they said, oh, we're going to get Wayne Rooney. We're going we're gonna to go for Wayne Rooney and if we if we don't get him, we'll, we'll, we'll go for you. When was this, Pete? What what, what year would you? this have been? I'm just trying to Stoke. remember the timeline. I was at Stoke, line. so I'd have, been about, I'd have been about 34, but I played yeah. since I was 38, but they, they, they said... You know they would have they would have come for me if yeah. they, what, they didn't get Rooney. But I thought I said to have no chance. They're not getting Rooney. Um, I said anyway. So she was up, bang up for it. We said, right. She started looking at houses, and then um, we were just going to have an adventure. And I was really looking forward to it. <clears throat> it was like a three year contract yeah. as well. So I thought right, let's go and embrace like Washington, you know. And um, <clears throat> read all the houses and all that. And anyway, um, I was just watching the yellow bar come up on Sky Sports News and. Babe, <laughs> you can cancel that Washington fucking that Washington trip. Bastard's gone. <laughs> I was buzzing for it. So you really, really learned it from Sky Sports. Yeah, I didn't have. That's clue. where everyone sees it. Yeah, I was no like, no, gets... I was gutted. And then, uh, and then, obviously, Abno's clean, so she just forwarded on all of these like nice houses and good in the areas. <laughs> so I've done the research and schools. And... <laughs> oh my! She so just you, forwarded it all on. You and he's still out there now, lock stock, ready to go. Yeah, well, I, we were really excited about it. We were really excited about it. Um, and there was a couple as well towards the end as well. When I was when I was at Stoke again, there was a couple of uh, there was Sampdoria and um, and Genoa, I think it was. Obviously, which is in the same city, I believe. Sampdoria is Genoa as well. And then um, I remember playing golf with Graham Sunis. And because obviously he played for Sampdoria, yeah. didn't he? And I said, oh, there's an opportunity maybe for me to... And I, I, I was a Sampdoria fan when I used to watch yeah. Gazetta Football yeah. Italia yeah. because of Viali. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, it just would have been amazing for me to have that opportunity to do that. But And I remember... Um, Graham Sooner saying it's unbelievable. He said, you will absolutely love it. He says, it's the best thing I ever did. Um, obviously, the league, I think, was probably 
more elite when Graham Souness went out there. I mean, obviously the Premier League's probably taken yeah. over Serie A now, but it just didn't materialise. Yeah, I think what you boys have been very lucky with, and we've talked about this on the pod a, a kind of a fair bit, is that you managed to experience that sort of old school football, as, yeah. as a lot of people mm. would deem it, and then sort of saw football change and money come in, mm. sort of rode that wave and was successful for yourselves. But I guess the flip side of that is you both sort of finished before the big money in these leagues and everything we're seeing now has really come into it and is able to draw players yeah, out. But, you know what? I, I think everyone um, says that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what well, I mean? Because the true. growth of football has been so big and yeah. it's continually to grow. So w whenever you retired... You missed out on the big money. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Of course, yeah, yeah you're right. Because it's an upward trajectory. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like, hey, well, you can point. say it, you'll say it, and when does it end? Do you know what I mean? Like, So the thing is, I think with now, with players going abroad, it's more hand in hand because you look at the, the style of player in England, very athletic, dynamic, everyone's an athlete. It seems that like they can go abroad easy to any country. Whereas when we was probably mm. playing, it was a bit more robust. Mm. It was a kind of probably a bit behind the times of La Liga's and Serie A's, whereas now we're on par, if not better. Mm, so we, technically. we can go in, the players nowadays can go anywhere, anywhere yeah. across the globe. Yeah, that's true. That. Whereas I think when we played, it was a bit more, mm. I'm not sure I'm suited to that. Right, we having another beer? 100%. Yes, please. Uh, okay, cool. Let me scan this. What are we having, Pete? We're having Elvis juice. Elvis juice today. Great ordered and now's the time for me to say this next part of the podcast is sponsored by Brewdog. Elvis Juice. Talk to me what a name that is. Elvis Juice, king of Brewdog beers if you will. Um, it's an American style IPA. We're big time leading into the kind of California vibes here. So nice and bright, vibrant, sunny kind of idea. We're kind of on our third date at this point. So I think we can bypass all the uh, the pouring techniques. We don't want to see Sids make an arse of it again. So I think <laughs> no, we just... The problem, the problem we got, Ryan, is every time you come in here and then, because we're opening the cans, we're also talking into microphones. Yeah. And we are drawing a bit of heat from people that watch this on YouTube and like, well, well can't they pour a beer? So well, you try it with one hand yeah, into a glass. It's, it's, yeah, with a glass as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not, not ideal. I'm going to go for it though. Talking of Elvis juice, what, can I ask why is it called Elvis juice? So, Support that, right? as I say, it's the, it's the king, the king of beers, okay? So we're leaning into the, uh, the Americana side of things. Does anybody want to take a crack at what we're actually tasting there? Because I, I come in here and I tell you what you're tasting, but it's all very good, well, me telling you, but what do you, what do you guys think? It's sweeter. Cit citrusy. Yeah, great, great word. Great beer buzzword. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It is a bit citrusy, isn't it? Yeah, so this is a grapefruit. Grapefruit IPA. You're going to get a bit of orange peel in there as well. Yeah, I can get that zest. Yep. I'm all shook up on that one. Nice. Here we go. I was caught in a trap there for a minute. A little less conversation. A little more drinking, guys. A little more drinking. The people that own the Elvis Presley estate weren't too keen on us calling the beer Elvis juice. Um, so they got in touch and they said, right, you guys need to quit this now. So what the guys that started our company did was they went and changed their name to by Deadpool to Elvis. Just to prove a point that there could be any Elvis we're talking about. I had a dog called Elvis for, for, for a week. There you go, there's your defence. <laughs> what do for a week? Well, we changed his name to, well, Jeff Deadpool. to Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do that? Well, I don't know. They, 
I don't know. You can't just change a dog's name halfway well, through, can you? We called him Elvis, and then he, he just wasn't an Elvis. He didn't he didn't come on the Elvis command. Mental. But then you said Jeffrey, and the dog came. Yeah. What made you go well, Jeffrey? Though? <laughs> Your dog's called Elvis. <laughs> Elvis to Jeffrey. So many questions. The poor dog must be so confused. Imagine Elvis was called Jeffrey. Imagine this was Jeffrey Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> It's got a bit of a thickness to it, no? It's quite yeah. light, but it leaves that an aftertaste. It's that kind of, it's almost that kind of, that pithy kind of flavour that kind of wraps around the tongue. And mm. um, you're going to notice that beer with a little bit more strength to it. So we're 6.5% here. Oof. So we are well, getting into dangerous territory, well, guys. Is, so is not one to be drinking all day. Still got a bit more of a pod um, to record here. Yeah. That's it. Um, but it's going to, it's going to lace the tongue. Do you know what this reminds me of? I, I sang, um, I sang Elvis. For one of my initiations, I think it was. I want to say QPR. What you chose, Elvis? Then I oh, went for Elvis. Yeah. Which one? Uh, Suspicious Minds. On a chair, and I had to stand on a chair. Yeah. And then I did get the odd bread roll thrown at me. Yeah. I have seen players because they and the nine times out of ten they always do it after a meal. Mm. So it'd be yeah. the meal of the evening. I've seen players not eating dinner. Because they're that nervous. It's yeah, like a best man's speech, not eating dinner because they're worried about getting up mm. and singing a song. Do you want to sing a little bit of no. Elvis to celebrate the not, uh, Elvis juice that we're drinking? Not at all. No? No. Not a bit? Ryan, do you think you should? I mean, we're drinking the King's Juice. There's no better way to celebrate it than oh, yeah. Elvis. Don't Minds. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking Elvis juice from Brewdog. Uh, Kate, suspicious mind. Uh, okay, okay. I caught in the trap. Yeah. There's no way back. <laughs> I have you too much, baby. Oh, why can't you see? Why can't you see? What you doing to me? What you doing to me? I can't believe a word you say. We can go on together. With suspicious minds. With suspicious minds. We build our dreams again. <laughs> How suspicious <laughs> minds. Oh, sensational. <laughs> oh, mate. lovely. Now, all right. So, so good. Fucking hell. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Two sips of Elvis juice, and that's what 6. happens. 6.5%, <laughs> mate. 6.5%. That's, that's what Jeffrey Juice does to oh, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is the right time to say this is Elvis juice. It's the king of the IPAs, but we want to know what are you the king of? It could be doing an Elvis impersonation like Crouchy. Uh, it could be telling jokes. Maybe that you, it was? you've got some mad skill. You know when you're in those situations and people go, what's your party trick? Mm. It's that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I Love think that. everyone's got one in their locker. Whatever it is, we want to hear about it on the pod. And I do quite literally mean here. So if you go to our Twitter, which is at Peter Crouch Pod, I've had nothing to do with this, but Crouchy, the, the tweet that's pinned at the top. Uh, you can basically press record and vo record your voice and uh, you just send us... Uh, a note from yes, there. Yes, a voice message. Yeah, a voice yeah. message, yeah. Okay, so go to our Twitter um, and you might be hearing yourself on the podcast. So we need uh, a skill that obviously you can do via voice note um, and send it via our Twitter at Peter Crouch Pod. Uh, Crouchy's got his voice message thing that's at the top there if you look for it. 
um, and then you can send it right through to us. Are we, we going to expect like songs and stuff? I, I think it's. I think it's, it's a good point on this. Yeah. It needs to be, it's a, be audio, audio, isn't audio. it? Yeah. It can't be a magician. Like, it can't be a magic trick. So no, it's no. going to be songs. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you, if you disappear, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the best ones are going to win a 48 pack of Elvis juice. Um, we want to hear from as many of you as possible. If you go over to brewdog.com uh, forward slash crouch and buy a pack of Elvis juice, you'll be adding surprise draw for tickets to the next event we're hosting down at Brewdog Waterloo. So get by and uh, send your voice messages in and uh, we'll see you soon. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Okay, so let's talk the Saudi Pro League and some of the changes that have happened. Even this summer, they've been happening as well. And I guess, uh, kick things off, we all saw the uh, transfer video uh, Gerard to um, to the Saudi League. It's brilliant. I don't know if you've seen, it's also been now photoshopped into all sorts of different situations as mm. well. That uh, is good. The memes are the brilliant. Memes are great. Yeah, he's speaking Arabic. He's obviously not, I don't think he's fluent in it. Great to give it, <laughs> great, great to give it a go though. But he's had a go. He's and then have you seen the footage, from, the footage from the training as yeah. well? Yeah, that's a bit harsh for me. Like obviously people that have been in the environment that will know what he's about. You know, he's put the ball down, he's asking him, you know, talk, tell me that you want the ball. And then he's just sort of gone, right, fuck you, and give it to the other mob. But yeah. he's what yeah. he wants them to just be on it, be on I've training demand. And you we would have seen it day in, day out, but that again's gone viral for no reason for me. Well, a bit harsh. Yeah, yeah, and I think that kind of thing's off the back of the memes and things anyway, exactly. and sort of connected in in the head. But also when you've talked about Stevie at training before. Uh, you've always talked about him wanting the very highest standard from everyone in training. Mm. So for me, it was just fascinating seeing him in sort of coach manager mode there mm. and sort of leading training and the standard he's probably trying to instill. Well, let's be in honest, the team. standard's not going to be anywhere near yeah. where what he's been used to, is it? Um, you know, they're trying to make the league better, but it's not going to be anywhere near where he played. And he knows that, obviously, yeah, going is. in. There's not a sort of false expectation, I don't think. But it's interesting, these moves for a lot of money... And I guess the general perception, fans like me that maybe aren't quite as informed and and having the conversation mm-hmm. with the people that are actually involved, is it's a lot of money to to go and join a, a league, give it credibility, yeah. and that li- league grows. But it's huge money involved. It is huge money, and um, you know, a bit of an exclusive in terms of what's going on there. Michael Eminello, that was director of football at Chelsea when I was there. Um, I see you another week. We had to sit down with a catch up and he's now gone there as, I think he's the director of football of the Saudi Pro League in general. So he's, and, the, he's the top dog there. Well, he's the one that's basically going to be promoting it, getting the infrastructure right. And what he was stressing to me was, was that this isn't, this is chalk and cheese to China. You know, this is not the Chinese league where they just threw money at it. There was no plan. They've got a process. They've got a plan. They want this Saudi Pro League to be one of the top leagues in the world. Like, so Premier League, Saudi Pro League, Bundesliga, you know, 
Serie A, La Liga, you know, is competing with them. You were having conversations with this fellow, were you? Mm. Yeah. Sounds mm. to me that... How much are they offering you? Oh, well, no, I, I was I was passing the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know if I'm there, we're all there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, well, <laughs> fair play. Good man. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I was against it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but you fight, you crack on. Yeah. Yeah. The Saudi League won a podcast. I do it via Zoom. Do they want a podcast in? So I'm interested. <laughs> well, they, in all honesty, they haven't got a podcast out at the moment. They need, a, pod, they need a podcast. You know, you know. But, but no, yeah. well, it's not our bridges just yet. Yeah. The, the seriousness of it is there. There really is a process in, and a project in place for this, and we know that there's deep pockets. What I can't get my head around is the amount of money that they're throwing around. So let's just say, for argument's sake, and we don't know this is true, but Jordan Henderson, seven hundred grand, right, a week, hundred grand a day. Surely they don't need to offer him 700. You know, he's, he must be on a good whack at Liverpool. Why not five? Mm. You know, why Why has it just got to be just so over the top? I know, I know. It is so much. I don't know. Chris, you know, if you, if they said to you, right, you know, capital Arabia, <laughs> right? <laughs> five mil a year. Yeah. Uh, five year deal. Do you go? Well, you you got to got to consider it, mm. haven't you? You have got to consider it. I, I, I think this is it. There's there's obviously big money involved in this, um, and and their personal choices. Like I think I think a lot of people offered huge amounts of money in their respective jobs. It's at least something that you question in your brain, at the very least. Mm. And whether you choose to go do it or not, you know, um, that's a different discussion. I think what's what I find really interesting about this though is what players are targeted, what proportion of players uh, of of those that are kind of um, picked up or targeted to move over do actually move over. Yeah. And and there's not really many players that are coming out and just ruling out playing there. Um, it's the younger ones. it's not ones for us that... to say, by the way, right or wrong. I think yeah. that's a different podcast. No. I'm just interested to learn how they pick certain players that, that do go yeah. out there. Yeah. I mean, there's loads of names, isn't there? Antonio was one for West Ham the other mm. day that was mentioned. Zaha. They, yeah, they, I think they're trying to go for, obviously, names at the moment that they, that they think they can get. And they're the ones that are probably towards the the, late, the latter end of their career. Um, that then will hopefully then set a standard, set a precedent for the younger ones to come. Um, but I don't think people can question... If players go there, start getting politics involved because you go in there. You're not going there for politics. You're going there for a purely um, a work relationship that you're going to go there and honest, do your right? job and, in, and then go home to your family. But the same people, right, own Newcastle, right? So if you go to Newcastle, that's it's it. it I'm not saying it's the same thing, obviously, because no. But there's a lot of links and a lot of clubs that. But like I'm would saying, be, if you've got a problem be, with the with the you know the you know the we might need your policy your yeah. po your political. Then, what's the difference? Um, degree? I've got a politics. Well, 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 your degree should come out. You should. You, so I mean, I you can, should well, enlighten me. I, I can navigate this for us, guys. That's oh, what I'm saying. You should squash questions and answers where we're going. Thanks, guys. So, where do you stand on it all? Well, this is what I mean. But I think always the conversation with the league, and it's the right thing. The first filter of it is. Where do you stand on promoting Saudi Arabia or sport or this idea of, um, I'm not even just saying in terms of Saudi Arabia, I'm saying a lot of different countries and leagues, sport washing, issues like that. We we can go into those if mm. we want. But then I think we're on shaky ground because yeah. these are very contentious political well, issues. Yeah. But 
in just the footballing issues, I think it's fascinating working out what players. I think it's fascinating setting up a league and wanting it to compete with the highest other leagues. With, and then you're looking at, you're not just really trying to transfer footballers, you're trying to create a football culture that is understood by fans yeah. and a football identity. What do you do? Do you start Ooh. transferring bootlegger as a fan out of Wrexham? Do you get... Kitman Kev on a signing. There's the there, Wilson Ra- Wilson Raider. Do we get the Wilstone Raider out there? Mm-hmm. Like, and how much money is he going for? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they want to buy football from England, from the Premier League or the English leagues, yeah. I would love to see some offers coming in for some of the alternative people mm-hmm. uh, around football. Yeah. Portsmouth Football Club Westwood. You yeah, know, exactly ring, that. Yeah, ringing his bell and be there in the, in their colours, new tattoos and everything yeah. as well. Listen, Listen, one thing is for sure: it is here. We can see what we're doing in golf. They are here Boxing. To, to take over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is, you know, this is serious stuff. Um, and if they start getting more and more names out there, and it starts becoming not legitimate but more active, say in terms of viewing and and being able to to watch it, then it's. You know what? Like the uh, the Chinese one just went away, didn't it? It was a weird one. That I remember. Remember, we were in the dressing room with Marko Nautovic, and um, I always remember it. So mad. He was at the prime of his life, and he said, uh, "I said, Marco, like you could go. I think I thought you could go anywhere. I could. I mean, I thought that season as well. I think he could have gone Liverpool, United. Yeah, I think he was top notch. Really do." And I, he said, I want to go to China. Pardon? <laughs> I, <was like, "Pardon?" laughs> I just want to get out to China. Just yeah. loved. He was in it for the money. Yeah. And uh, he was open about it. He just said, I just, I just want to get paid the most in my career. How do, you, said, but how do you deal with that when, a, when another player says that to you and it's kind of, it's a very individual... I'm a, I was an older player, right? Um, you know, I was a lot older than him. He was what? He was probably 28 and I was probably 35, right? He was probably 26, probably. Mm. He was young. And I said, uh, I, I said, I think you're wrong. I don't mm. think that's... I think you should go... I said, I've played for Liverpool. I said, if, uh, there was rumours about... So if you've got the opportunity to play for Liverpool, you'll, you'll have those memories forever. You know, like... And you'll always... You'll earn good, fantastic money. Like, I've, I just said to him, please do that. And he was mm. like, nah, I want to go to China. Yeah, like, but it's all different. respect it. It's all di- Yeah, everyone's different. There's different motives. You don't know people's backgrounds, what they're coming what they've grown up from, who they're supporting now, their mm-hmm. support network, if they've got a supply for their mum, dad, family, brother, sisters. And some people, everyone's motives are different. Some people will just be motive for money. Some people will be for football. Some people, as we know, mm-hmm. players that we've played with, play football, don't even like the sport, but just get paid for it. Yeah. All right, but what about if you're a younger player? So let's say we're talking about well-established players yeah. that are maybe towards the end of their I, I, career I still a big name if, I'm honest. if you're a younger player there's potential that it it doesn't necessarily help with your uh, national team prospects mm-hmm. like some of the things that I think growing up you hope that the players that play in the national team really value and want yeah. to aim towards but you think most young footballers want to play for their country yeah. want want to have those moments is is there a case of cashing out Early and and in that sense, to be cashing out because it, it won't them. further some of those ambitions. No, but you, you know what? You can't knock them. Since. It's like, so like, hard. You can't it? knock them. Like nah. you know, some of these people might be, um, you know, I've I, I had a real tough background. Like they may be able to look after not only their kids but their kids' kids and their kids' kids. You yeah. know, like that is they just yeah. generate like so many. Especially, I think it was who came out and said it. Uh, Kulabali, I think he said. 
you know, from a yeah. tough place. You know what I mean? And like, I can look after generations of my family and my whole entire village, you know, like mm. back home. Yeah. That's like, what it's, the, they're, they're hard questions to answer. If you're, it doesn't matter how rich you are or where you're playing or where you are at your career. If someone's dangling a contract or a check in front of your eyes to go, you're guaranteed this money. That's really hard to, mm. to just go, no. But like what on the flip side of that is what I said was it's just a bit sad because you're just not gonna I don't know like just the, obviously the leagues are oh, the Bundesliga you know Serie A La Liga you know you think the European leagues are probably the you know the pinnacle at the moment and it might change and it probably will if they carry on mm. but at the moment you're just gonna lose kind of a career yeah. you're gonna get that kind of forgotten very quickly yeah. but you you know you will look after your, your family yeah. forever back to the um, national league thing there as well I think it it really feels to me I, I well it feels to me maybe from a fan's point of view but I'd be interested to know what you boys think that having some players in the national team that play in other leagues is is so beneficial. Mm. I'm thinking, I mean, look, he's phenomenal talent anyway, but say Bellingham yeah. and his experience in another league. Would you say that does have a positive effect on the on the national team? Like, I think that's massive, or, 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 honestly, really or not? Do. It's a negligible. No, thing I think or, I think it's a ma- like to to go and play abroad, like get that kind of like experience uh, uh, what a massive club like Real Madrid I think it just elevates him to a new level I think in playing for Real Madrid um, obviously I, I wanted him to sign for, for Liverpool that was you know potentially an option I thought I would have loved him there but I think Real Madrid was I mean I just think when you walk into an England dressing room and you play for Real Madrid I just think it elevates you to mm. another another level I think it puts him at kind of captain material. I think in the next two, three years, if he starts winning things for Real Madrid, it's like when he walks into a room, you go, that's Jude Billing of Real Madrid. It's like, it just puts you there. Do you, do you know what really excites me about him? And it's kind of, maybe a bit how I feel about Gareth Bale as well, in that I really hope his career continues the way everyone is expecting and clearly the way he's handling it. He has this unbelievable career, but at some point, it he can literally choose anywhere. And he's yeah. at that point of his career where he goes, doing Birmingham. And he comes yeah, back with the name on the back, the shirt number that was mm, retired, yeah. comes unretired, back, mm. back for him. And that could be a phenomenal moment. Mm. And I always thought mm. or, or think that was kind of my expectation of what Bales did. To be fair, he he kind of did it with the national team. He stuck mm. with that. Yeah. But wouldn't that be an amazing thing? Oh. I don't want to wish away his career, mm. but wouldn't it be amazing the moment he com- comes back to Birmingham? I think a lot of players love to go back to their hometown club it I think there was a lot of stuff on Milner at the moment when they're going back to Leeds possibly but to Brighton I think they're always that fairy tale in go back to my team Crouchy you know when you were looking for your house in Washington um, and we've seen we've seen how the MLS has developed as well or uh, the perception of it as well I think how it how it's embraced and what's happened with Messi and Ronaldo Ronaldo doing Saudi thing Messi coming and getting involved in, in Beckham's team and it's interesting that this rivalry seems to now happen between the two leagues and how it's spoken about. Mm. It is a weird thing on social media where it's almost like you you have to choose which league you're supporting or which one's better mm. out of the two. It's funny how they've sort of... There is this little rivalry that's happened yeah. for two players that are in two totally different Well, yeah, I just think... Like, and the it, rivalry's become the leagues. It would, <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would have been like so kind of... I just assume that they would have reunited that like Messi, Ronaldo kind of debate in their league like what better way of promoting your league than having the two best players yeah. of our generation mm. yeah. in the same league mm. I was thinking like how much like money 
of Miami offered him, like, <laughs> like yeah. for him to kind of because they must have they must have wanted that to happen. Yeah, yeah, no, and no doubt there's going to be down the line a MLS All Star team versus a Saudi, um, Saudi Pro. Yeah, you reckon? hundred percent, led by Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah. Oh, that's that's exciting. Uh, Do you know what I mean, that's going to just knock it into another dimension. Mm. I um, yeah, I don't know if this is true, but I heard this. This is the classic sort of pub chat, isn't it? But I heard every team in the MLS had to contribute some money towards the signing of Messi because it would be good for the league. No. Can you see that? No. Oh, I don't know where I've drawn that no. from. That is, the, I swear, I heard that. I it's... called Messi going to Miami. I think it was a couple of years ago. Because Miami have got a big link with Adidas, haven't they? With obviously with Beckham and Adidas sponsor Messi, and I was like, he's going to go to Miami, a million percent. Did Bex ever contact you to go join him? I think I put a call into him actually. Yeah, did you? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Do you want to consider this another call as well? I didn't hear, didn't hear back. <laughs> um, yeah, I, listen, I'd have been there. You know, Shawcross did it, didn't he? Yeah, he went from Stoke to to Miami. Not yeah. many have done it. From Miami to Ibiza, that's the song, isn't it? <laughs> from Stoke to Miami doesn't quite hit the from same. Miami to Waylinica. <laughs> I just want to go back to to Washington when it was a possibility of you going there. Was it was there a chance of you being involved in a franchise, or was it just a plain? No, it was just a sort play, of capacity. To be honest, but like obviously, obviously the big hitters. I mean, Bex is obviously involved in a franchise. No doubt, Messi will we'll get a team something to do with you know kind of a franchise but what no, do you mean that... by that well like what, you can franchise what... a team because you can you can take any team from any state and just pick them up and put them somewhere else oh right yeah that's like you own the franchise but into Miami was a totally brand new team when it, it was yeah. just entered into the MLS yeah if you've got enough dough basically you can go right yeah. pin stars straight into Premier League see that's my aim if I can earn enough money there's a couple of things I really want to buy Watford um, that's a whole podcast in itself. Be the next deal. Um Yeah, I really would like to buy Watford. Ugh. If anyone would like to partner with me, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. Back, I, it, call it, back it, you mean? Back me. You front, you front it. Taking over. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Anyone <laughs> <laughs> likes to backdoor you? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd love to do Watford and sorry, I would like to elevate Pinstar's local yeah. team, Penner I used to play for Sids, to um, <clears throat> as, high as, as high as they could go. I... Can I just say, you know, talking about Elton, I did have his details. Um, and bizarrely, he does get back to me quite often. But I emailed him. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to know what he said? Yep. What did you email him, at, email him first? I'll show you what I emailed him. Did you, please, please, <laughs> oh, no. please tell me, did you try and book Elton John for Crowdfest? Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're trying everything here, aren't we? But People don't appreciate it. They don't appreciate it. Do you know what's amazing? Is that he just got back to me really quickly? Bear in mind, he's done Glastonbury. He's yeah. just finished he's... arguably the greatest tour, the the highest grossing yeah. money tour of all time. Tell me, and he just... said he'll do the odd bit here or there. Tell me, you put over and out, <laughs> please. Tell me for that. What's what's so I put? Uh, I know you said farewell at Glastonbury, but do you have one last song available for Crouchfest? <laughs> Unbelievable. I said, a fair play to him. Come straight back. Sorry, Peter, I'm not here. And I'm in America recording. Have a great concert of Elton. That's not a no. That's not a no, but it's a tricky email back, isn't it? It's like, well, the problem is he hasn't asked for any detail no. on that. He's basically, yeah. I'm in America, have a great time. No, concert. he's obviously yeah. going to pie me, but I'd had a yeah, few beers course, and I just, I thought, you know I, what? By the I'm way, it, this is why get, get a ticket for Crouchfest because we cannot guarantee anything. 
that's certainly not the, you, you know, we're not, what we're trying to do here is book people in this sort of manner. Well, I'd like it's to a few get... drinks and an email out. To <laughs> so like, yeah, drinks and an email to like, Elton John. Yeah, but rest assured, we are fucking trying on everything. There's a 0.5% like, chance there, wasn't there? And I, you I, know what? I really respect it. You're Why telling, not? You're telling me there's a chance. You know what, talking to Crouchfest, like I've been having, uh, I have ideas every day and I'm, I'm just like, quite enjoyable some of them um, and one of them I had was the whole Jose Enrique experience I think we should get potentially Jose Enrique there mm. and one lucky um, listener could could have the full Jose experience on stage you know consistently I love that consistently That's you know massive. ladies bringing him out vodka throughout the night well because we last Crouch Fest we had a, a barman didn't we yeah and it the only problem with it is they didn't have too much to do throughout mm. the night. Like they would serve us drinks and, and that. But if we've got someone living the VIP experience, little red rope, maybe a, a bouncer stood this, there. This is in all front coming together now. Do you know what? You know how Man United, have you seen how they do the experience on the sofa? Why don't we get. Yeah. They have that Watford, don't they? Why no. don't we get. Do they? Yeah, Watford. They have that thing where you you st on a sofa in the corner of the Why crown. don't we get like a sofa? Like Behind glass, though, that. Is it? Is it? No, this 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 well this one's no, the man you outside. Was like in the terrace yeah. on a sofa. So why don't we get why don't we possibly get a sofa um around the stage or somewhere with a VRP experience? Kev, Kitman Kev, if he's still yeah. about, mm. you know, I'm not saying he needs to lug that sofa <laughs> on the stage himself, <laughs> but, but he could be the bouncer. No, no, be be nice touch, Have you seen the ones they did the cricket with the with the infinity poles at the cricket? Right. Hot tub on so stage. So you get a hot tub on oh, stage, right? Wow. That. Right. He's in there. <laughs> One lucky listener is in there, full, full champagne experience, few ladies in the hot tub with him, living a dream on the stage. Whole of Wembley Arena in front of you in a hot whole tub. Whole of Wembley Arena. That could You're be you listening. Speedos. Right that could be you. You're, you know, you could be on your way to work now. Just think. <laughs> That's <laughs> November the 4th. You could be sat there, right? Load of. Load of ladies in the. Why is, in the how, well, you know, how are we going to do? How are you going to deal lady? with that? <laughs> yeah, you can choose. Why don't we say you can choose what you'd like to be surrounded by? Yeah, yeah. Or, do you know or, what I mean? Within reason. Within reason. it's not. Within <laughs> reason. <laughs> Reasonable requests only, please. Um, obviously, this is fraught with problems. So um, no, I'd probably call up. But, but I think yeah. what we, but we shouldn't impose what what say for example. We we would we want, want in an imaginary situation yeah. that we won't be in. Yeah. We should allow people to, to live out their themselves. ultimate. Yeah, someone might want to sit of... in a bathtub full of beans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. live yeah. the Jose Enrique oh. lifestyle. Yeah, to, to whatever extent you know you would like, and we, we just want to facilitate. That. I'd like it to involve a hot tub on stage. Personally. I agree, and I think you know <laughs> for most of the evening you could just have your own section. We'll bring you drinks all, all night and just enjoy it from the stage. Basically. Although I mean. I, I'm not. I'm only saying if this is what they'd want. But let's say like a stereotypical music video which involved a hot tub did have. I'm thinking like Charlie Sloth s videos. There's a lot of girls around there. Ooh. I do think it would be quite funny just to, you know, if if they wanted to be involved, have six or seven um, individuals. But I agree. I, uh, <laughs> I agree. Genuinely, no other agenda here. I just think it would be good for the aesthetics of. A VIP experience. My, and and my, if you my, want seven the way I'm as well, you, you, that, that is can, some VIP experience. Right, the way I'm like. looking at it is, is like big pimping, like Jay Z. That's what Joey, I'm imagining. Like big pimping, spending G's, sitting in the uh, 
in a jacuzzi. Like Jose Enrique. Living the Jose Enrique lifestyle. Yeah. He does on a daily basis. Jose, Jose Enrique with, with this special... What uh, about Jose Enrique gift? halfway through enters the tub? You know, with a bottle of champagne or yeah. something like that. Fantastic. Well, listen, you know, it could be you. I guess what we need to hear from people, what's your, like your fantasy hot tub situation? And we'll try and complete it for you. Perfect. And yeah. it could even be like, go random. It could be like, look, I would love to be there. But for me, my Jose Enrique experience would be me in a hot tub with Wayne Lineker serving yeah. me drinks. Don't rule it out. Like, we can make shit happen. Send so, in your dream hot tubs. Fantasy hot us. tub yeah. situation, okay? And, and and potentially, there's one, I mean, there's one person listed now who's yeah. going to have the full Jose yeah. experience. We're not doing groups of mates either. I think it needs to be one, per, it needs to be yeah. one Pete. It's Jose Enrique, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, like, it's one. It's so much more powerful if it's just one person that steps up to be in a hot tub on stage and enjoying the show from, I mean, it's mental. From this. the stage environment. Peter.crouch at acast.com or get in touch with us via the socials. Fantasy hot tub experience for Crouchfest. Um, right, we better go. Good pod today, guys. Enjoyed Great it. Loved pod. it. Loved Good it. one. Chumble one, Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.